get your family vehicles ready for summer driving with early Memorial Day deals at Dobbs. Click on GoToDobbs.com for money, saver retire, and service deals today. Dobbs. With 43 locations, real deals are always close by. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm Dan for Dobbs Tire and Auto Centers, here to share the easiest way to buy tires. Come to Dobbs. With the best tire brands and the biggest inventory, you'll get your tires the same day at the lowest price, guaranteed. Next time you need tires, get into Dobbs. It's time for the Rutherford Report on 101 ESPN. Anything you folks want to know about the fascinating world of pro hockey, here we go. We got a little bit of Cardinals news to pass along. We'll get to this in about 15 minutes or so. The Cardinals have recalled starting pitcher Johan Oviedo from Memphis. He's riding that bus back and forth, and he is back to St. Louis. Carlos Martinez, who twisted his ankle in the celebration with Jack Flaherty last week, has been placed on the 10-day IL. He said that his ankle was fine after his start. The performance suggested otherwise, and now he's going down on the injured list. So Carlos on the IL, Johan Oviedo back up. Johan Oviedo started one day after Carlos, so I would imagine he's going to get the start for the Cardinals on Friday. What's worse? Tsunami's not coming. What's worse, injuring your ankle from a celebration or injuring your shoulder from a celebration that Cody Bellinger did in the World Series? Cody Bellinger's was bad. (laughs) That one required surgery. That hurt from watching on television. Uh, We'll talk more about Carlos coming up here in about 10 minutes or so, but it's not every day. You've got Jeremy Rutherford calling you during the middle of a segment saying, hey, I'm right in the right in the neighborhood. You guys mind if I come in for my hit instead of doing it on the phone? I was like, of course, Jr. What's going on, man? <laughs> Not too much. Yeah, I was driving down Olive here. I was right behind the Brad Thompson bus that was bringing Oviedo into town here. <laughs> that that uh, shuttle. Uh, That's but, what it's uh, changed its name to now. It, Come in and uh, see you guys. How you doing? Doing well, man. So people can find your work over at The Athletic. They should subscribe there. They can follow you on Twitter at JP Rutherford. You're not joining us via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line, but you are in studio. We appreciate that. What did you make of the game last night for the Blues? I mean, it's it's meaningless. There is literally nothing on the line for either of these two teams. Was there anything that stood out to you where you're like, okay, that's something that I can glean from this? I think this is a team that's looking for the playoffs to start. I think you can tell it. I think that, uh, you know, you don't want to get injured in the last couple regular season games when there's nothing to gain. And so uh, I don't know if you guys saw the Zoom with uh, Craig Bruby last night, but he was asked about, did you like the style? No. <laughs> he said definitely not. So, you know, it's just when you get to this point in the season, you just want the real games to start, and that's what I saw. Well, and you got the lines. You're you're treading on the line, Jr. of getting back into that offensive kind of drought that we saw in the seven-game losing streak. And I know there are games that have just been so difficult to play against, but what are you making of the line combinations right now? Because it really seems like Craig Berube is trying to find somebody that works well with Ryan O'Reilly and David Perron. Yeah, and they had Ivan Barbashev up there last night, and he's uh, played well when he's been up there earlier in the season prior to his injury. I don't know that we'd see that once uh, the playoffs start. And I was uh, not surprised, but last night when Craig Berube said uh, doesn't know if 
he would go with Bozak, Schwartz, and Shen like he's rolled out the past few games in the playoffs. So maybe he's got something else in store when uh, when this starts. I think a lot of it's going to come down to the matchup. I mean, you specifically put some lines together based on who you're going to go up against, and they're going to have to wait to see who that's going to be. So let's talk about that for a second. Colorado made it interesting last night. They beat the Vegas Golden Knights, so now we, we don't know yet if it's going to be Vegas or Colorado. Let's start with this. What do you think is the better matchup for the Blues? Like, if you're a Blues fan, which one do you think I should be rooting for? I think it's Colorado, and right now Colorado controls its own destiny. If they win these last two games against L.A., you know, they can come away with the division, and and then uh, it's a situation where it would be Blues and Avs. And to me, I think that's the better matchup, and gosh, does it sound crazy to wish Nathan McKinnon upon your team and the speed of that team. And, you know, I realize that uh, when the Blues did play them a lot lately, they didn't have Rantanen, their leading scorer. They didn't have Grubauer. So that could be a very tough matchup. It's just, gosh, Alex, you you and I have been watching it all year with uh, the matchups against Vegas, and they just keep coming at you. And, you know, Preco looks better, so maybe you can handle it better than you did uh, earlier in the season when you're really relying on, on Falk and, and Krug. But I just think that Vegas is a really, really good team uh, that's going to keep coming at you in waves. And to me, if I had to pick, I'd, I'd probably pick Colorado. Uh, yeah, I'm with you guys there. And, and we talked about it earlier. Like, you outscored them at even strength this season. Power plays what's killed you against Colorado. The part Part for me, though, is where I go into the depth of scoring and you go with the matchups like we were talking about, right? Like your top line, O'Reilly and Perron, is going to shut down the opposite top line. Their task is going to either be the Rantanen and McKinnon line or it's going to be Stone and Pacioretty. But if you look at Colorado's depth, Colorado's got a lot of lines that can make you pay and we've seen it. Vegas does as well. But I feel like if you get past that second line with Vegas, their third and fourth line may not be as dangerous as Colorado's third and fourth line. Yeah, I don't disagree at all. I just think that those two teams, I believe, I know people are going to disagree because the Blues have played some very close games with Colorado. I think those teams are, you know, up another level on the Blues. And so... You know, in terms of breaking the game down to the the, the bottom six, mm-hmm. I agree with you uh, there. But I think that if the Blues don't have the O'Reillys and the Shins and the Schwartzes and, and those guys leading the way, then they're not going to beat either one of those teams anyway. So come playoff time, do you need Blade to chip in a goal? Do you need, you know, something like that for sure? Uh, but uh, the Blues' top guys are going to have to come through if they're going to have any chance of beating this team in a seven-game series. So that being said, let's go ahead and focus on the fourth line here for a moment, yeah. JR. Yeah. Um, because last night we saw Dakota Joshua again. It looked great. I, I enjoy watching him play. He had the physicality. You saw the big hit leading to the fight or the skirmish, I guess, whatever you <laughs> want to call that. Um, do you think that if the Blues play Vegas in particular because of the physical style that they play, do you think that's a matchup where J- Dakota Joshua could make some sense for the Blues to throw out there as a fourth-line center? Yeah, I just don't see it. I think because uh, you're hoping to get Tarasenko back. You're hoping to get uh, Sammy Blay back. You know, let's not forget about Clem Costin. He might play in that final game of the regular season and see how he looks. I just don't know if there's going to be room for Joshua. And I, I tweeted last night, gosh, how about some talk about keeping him in the lineup? He just brings that element that yep. the Blues don't have, and I think he could he, he could help you. But I think it just might be a numbers game with him. I really do. Who do you think uh, centers that fourth line then? Do you think they go back to Barbashev down there? Yeah, I think it could be Barbashev. And and he's, you know, I think he's more than capable of doing that. The decisions for the defense is the part that's interesting with me. And I talked about this with Jamie yesterday on our pregame show. Nico Mikola didn't play yesterday and day-to-day according to Craig Berube after the game. And then we found out with the Jake Wallman stuff, which Doug Armstrong believes that's a negative or a false positive. But when Dunn and Krug are healthy, do you go with those guys? Because Dunn's a guy who's won a Stanley Cup. 
And Tory Krug's a guy who has been to 75 playoff games during his time with the Boston Bruins. But then you're taking on a Nico Mikola presence, which I think is a tough thing for Craig Berube to do because not only do you have the reach of Nico Mikola, but you have that physicality where he doesn't like anybody anywhere near the crease after a whistle. You know, like we saw that when he was playing against Vegas. Yeah, I've really liked Mikola this time through. I think early in the season when he first got in the lineup, he was playing great guys. And then there was just a lull with his game. It seemed like he was a step behind. He wasn't as physical. But I think he's been really good this time around. I do uh, understand your point, And I do think that makes a lot of sense to have a guy like him in the lineup against a, a Vegas. Uh, but, you know, if Dunn's healthy, he's going to be in there, I believe. If, if uh, you know, Cruz feeling okay, which last night looked like he was, then uh, then obviously he's going to be up in one of those top pairs. Um, so I could see Mikola sitting out unless you got to a point in the series, two games, three games in, where there's just not enough physicality, yeah. boxing out, so on and so forth. Blues insider Jeremy Rutherford joining us in studio for another few minutes here on 101 ESPN. Jared, what do they do with Flatty when he returns? Well, he's going to be in the lineup if he's healthy, and you're going to need him to uh, to, to to produce. Um, you know, I know that we've criticized Tarasenko this year for not being engaged. I felt like the few games before he went out with the injury, he was looking better. But you know what? Skating more and, and being involved, that's what's required of you. That shouldn't be something that you get patted on the back for. Uh, his role is to score, and he needs to score. And we can take into account everything he said the last time he spoke publicly is that the timing has taken a lot longer than he thought it would. Look, now, after missing more games, that's probably going to be a little tougher. But at some point, if he's going to be in the lineup and they deem him healthy, he's got to help this team score. I think the same thing can be said about Jaden Schwartz and Braden Shen. Yep. Braden Shen and Schwartz do a lot of different things for this team that are so noticeable, but they're goal scorers. And if you're not getting that production from them, then they're not helping this team. I'm just wondering how they get them going because they've tried an awful lot. They put them with Bozak. They went back with Kairou. They went with Tarasenko. They've split them up. They put them back together. It just seems they're not getting an awful lot from either of those guys. No, they're not. goals than Blay this year. Yeah. Wow. And and that's not the first time we've seen that from Jaden Schwartz in terms of especially the regular season and and the inconsistency. You know, go 15 games without a goal and then have two in, in the same game. Alex, you, you nail it on the head. They have to get something from Jaden Schwartz. And and Braden Shen, to me, he is a fun player to watch. Uh, it seems like that he, he's always involved and he's doing other things, even if he's not scoring. But there again, you can't uh, separate a guy like Shen and Schwartz from Tarasenko and say it's okay if they don't score because, because they're doing other things. They have to score. And so that's why I go back to regardless of who you play, Colorado or Vegas, you know, you got to believe that they're not going to be, you know, remotely yeah. considered nationally to be, to be able to win one oh, of those no, series. I think you said what it was like a 0.7% chance of them so, getting through the first round. I don't know about the first round, but I know money puck does all of those yeah. numbers on who's most likely to reach and then win the Stanley cup. Right. Oh, okay, and the, the blues, cup. the blues had the lowest odds of winning the cup this year. They were at 0.1%. And I'm guessing I haven't read why that is, but my guess is it's because I mean two of the top three teams I think were Vegas and Colorado. Well, and so I think it's gonna if, be really tough to get out of this. And division. I think if I remember looking at the money puck the other day, the Blues had the lowest percentage chance of any team getting through the first round sense, in the playoffs. They're guaranteed to play one of Colorado or teams. Vegas, and those are the teams that are most likely to make the cup. Yeah. So in ten days, guys, if we're looking at uh, the stats, the Blues stats page, and it's showing Jaden Schwartz with no goals and Braden Shen with one, I don't care what else happens in the series. You know, you're not. Not going to be yeah. able to, to come away with that. We're talking to Jeremy Rutherford here on 101 ESPN. JR, earlier today, you at The Athletic put out an article along with a bunch of your other colleagues on 
hey, you know, Jack Eichel looks like he could be available via trade this summer. Is he somebody that would fit? You guys went through a bunch of teams around the league. The Blues were one. You wrote up uh, the comments in that. Do you think he makes sense for the Blues? And if so, what do you think it would take to acquire a guy like Jack Eichel, who's making $10 million over like the next six years? <laughs> yeah. So when Eichel does a Zoom yesterday with the Buffalo media and – you know, I didn't see the Zoom, but I saw the comments, and he said, yeah, there's a bit of a disconnect, and, you know, wherever, I just want to be ready to play wherever I play. Why can't I get one of those Zooms? Because people are happy here. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, obviously, <laughs> Blues. You get the A-bombs from these players on the Zooms. Yeah, the Blues uh, obviously don't want those types of Zooms. But um, So I knew that, check your email, because it's coming any second from The Athletic. They're going to ask, does your team have interest in in uh, Jack Eichel? And you know what? They limited us to a couple categories. Is it uh, Are you a front-running team? for Jack Eichel. Uh, and then the other categories were uh, no no assets, no cap space, or the last one, is he not an option whatsoever? I couldn't get myself to say that he's not an option whatsoever. It's Jack Eichel, right? Sure. But it doesn't make sense from the Blues perspective in terms of he's a $10 million player. You know, they, they have cap issues. They don't have a lot of assets to trade, which is what Buffalo is going to want. But to me, what stands out the most is you have Ryan O'Reilly, two years left on his deal. Braden Shen, I get it. You can move him to the wing, but he plays well in the middle. Robert Thomas, you haven't given up on him yet. I don't think. I think it's a situation where you're pretty good up the middle. And could Jack Eichel help? all 31 32 teams in the league hmm. for sure but to me he doesn't make a ton of sense for the blues follow-up question for you what if uh, we know buffalo they're doing something different bk wants jack eichel he well, wants yeah, he's awesome <laughs> um if they called you and i put you in doug armstrong's shoes in a hypothetical scenario and they were like hey jr we're willing to trade you jack eichel you got to take on this entire contract it's 10 million dollars per season but we want Robert Thomas in return. We want Jordan Cairo in return. We want Scott Perunovic in return. And we want a first-round pick each of the next two years in return. Is that something where you'd be like, okay, you know, it's a lot to give up. But for Jack Eichel, maybe that's worth it for us. So when I say no, here, here's the reasoning. I would not do that. And and people think might think you're silly. But the Blues don't have a ton of assets. So let's just say, you know, you don't you can't predict things like Eichel getting hurt, but if he's out, you know, the Blues need multiple players playing well. They need the Kyrus, they need the Thomases, they need the Perinoviches to come in and step in. So, you know, maybe you get a year out of Jack Eichel where he's not up to snuff, he scores 18 goals and he didn't produce. Well, not only, you know, are you losing it at that position, you're losing it at two or three other positions. And also, what other trade possibilities are going to come up down the down the pipeline where maybe you can trade a Jordan Cairo straight up for a guy who's going to come in and help you. Well, you don't have him anymore because you just moved three guys. So to me, I, I can understand where Buffalo would uh, you know be talking about a package that size. And if you're the Blues or any team around the league, you think to yourself, yeah, you know that that could work for a star player like Eichel. But to me, with the situation the Blues are in, it's way too much to give up. And I think Jack Eichel too. It's an interesting dynamic because. You got the injury that gone is, has gone into place with the herniated disc where he's basically saying Buffalo kind of told them to delay the surgery with it so you don't know what the recovery would look like. And then the $10 million is what gets me, and that's just not the way Doug Armstrong runs his team. It's also no. a no-movement clause, too, at the back end of that yeah. deal. And we've seen him trade for contracts like that before, but he... 
Did yeah. not want to give that to Alex Petrangelo. It's tough to trade for a guy that has it when you just let your captain walk And it's walk just it the $10 million dollars thing where, I mean, Doug Armstrong has always spoke about JR. Like, you know, we don't want to have one player who runs the team. We want an entire team that's kind of built together. And look, the highest paid payers, $7.5 million for O'Reilly and Tarasenko and everyone else is right underneath. Yeah, and, and two things, you know, one on O'Reilly, he's got two more years left on his deal. He's early 30s. I don't know that he's done after that deal. You can probably get a couple more years out of Ryan O'Reilly for sure, right? And then Robert Thomas, he doesn't make anything. You have to have players with that kind of upside who don't make anything to make the cap work. So it just, the whole situation doesn't seem to make sense with, like what Alex is saying here, what Doug Armstrong has preached, you know, the past 10 years and their cap situation. I know we're going to have a ton of time to do this in the offseason, JR, so I don't want to throw a bunch at you, but... What do you think this Blues team is going to be looking at in the offseason? Like, given, I mean, we're basically through the regular season now, at least meaningful games. What did you not see this year from the Blues that they need to look at potentially acquiring in this offseason? Yeah, I think, uh, I do think that, uh, you know, they got to play this postseason series and see how it looks and what's it look like you know they could play well and you think okay well maybe there's not as many questions as we thought there was but to me regardless of what happens I do think uh, you know they've got to figure out something with the defense I think they need some more beef back there and uh, you know if it's Mikula in the future maybe it maybe it's him but I think you probably got to bring somebody else in and just help that group out Um, you know the biggest thing is playing collectively together and uh, coming out and helping each other, getting the puck out of the zone, that's definitely something that they need to be better at. But I think physicality, clearing the box out, things like that is where this Blues defense needs some Let help. Let me give you a player, JR. Yeah. Because I've been talking about this player. You know what? I might even go so far as Mr. 95% again with this one. You probably well not. Probably point. not. Jamie Alexia. Yeah. Dallas Stars. Guy's six foot five, beefy like you've just talked about. But he can score some goals as well. This is a guy that I've always liked, but he's with the Dallas Stars. Yeah, I saw that highlight reel goal. So he was uh, not re-signed before the deadline, Correct. right? So he'll be He's UFA. unrestricted, and he only makes 2.1 mil this year. Now, Jamie, we were talking with Jamie about this yesterday, and he said you're going to be looking at a guy who's going to probably be asking for somewhere north of three. Doug Armstrong might not want that for a bottom-pairing defenseman, but... I look at a Jamie Alexiak and I say, this guy might not be a bottom pairing defenseman because he's a left-handed shot, which would fit well with your team right now. Yeah, and I checked in with uh, the Dallas writer uh, around the time of the trade deadline, and he said Dallas really likes him. He was kind of surprised they couldn't get a deal done. That just shows that you know the asking price is a little bit more than Dallas wants to pay at the yeah. moment, so it's probably going to be pretty rich. But uh, you know, you look at the size, you look at the skill, I think he could help this group. You just ruined my dreams, Jerry. <laughs> what I just heard actually was, yeah, Go ahead and write it in stone. Jamie Alexiak will be a blue next year. You know what? This is why the we work together. Well, you're the seven, ultimate optimist. 255-pound defenseman. Go ahead and yeah, put that monster. on my blue. Yeah. And I I've, want that guy. I've been listening to this 95% Arenado thing for That's two true. years. So That's is there true. like a statute of limitations? Can, are you still right when it takes like two years for it to oh, happen? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you I know how that, this works, Jared? Yeah, no, Jared. <laughs> Jared, when I, when I made Mr. 95% prediction, I gave myself a loophole, and I said, I don't care if it's the last year of his uh, career. And he says, I want to go play in St. Louis. That is 95% true that he was going to come to St. Louis and he is in St. Louis. I said that Matt Carpenter was eventually going to start hitting. He did. He, okay. he hit a home run and yeah. then he hit a bunt single and so right. And then went 0 for 18 in his next four games. We don't it's talk fine. about that part. It's That's fine. not important. It's this is fine. how sports radio works. GR, thanks for hopping on with us, Dan. Thanks, Anytime, buddy. guys. Peloton's best offer of the season is here. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton bike, bike plus, or tread. Choose from a variety of accessories, like our cycling shoes, a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, 
This offer gives you everything you need to get going. This limited time offer ends November 28th. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access membership separate. Offer starts November 14th and ends November 28th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.